It's all about black girl magic. This is VHL's Next. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live Next. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Hey, okay. Okay. <laughs> you got the dance moves down. <laughs> I love this song. I love this, this song too. I can't. Yeah, I don't get tired of this song at all. I heard it. I watched the video, and then once they finally started playing it on the radio out here, I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. So so awesome. Like it's just like, and it just like. It it really does, and the message is so like perfect. There, yeah, Mm. I love it. I love Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, everything. (laughs) He's amazing. Yeah, he is. So good choice, good choice, Danielle. Guys, this is VHL's next. I'm your host Raylan T, and I'm with the lovely Danielle Monet Truitt. Thank you so much for coming on. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yes, we have to talk about your one woman show, but. Guys, if Danielle looks familiar to you, that is because she starred in the BET series Rebel, yes, which yes. was executive produced by John Singleton, who yeah. has created magic, guys, like Boys in the Hood, uh, Baby Boy, Poetic Justice. The list mm-hmm. goes on. Tell me, what was it like working with him? Oh, my God. Um, it was amazing working with him. Like He is a legend Definitely. and a genius, mm-hmm. and um, he's he like fosters a excitement like when he's you know shooting and um just creating and it's like contagious so he you can tell he loves what he what he does you know and he really um he loves you know up and coming talent and new faces and giving people an opportunity and he's just so down to earth and um just has a really awesome vision you know as far as like our culture is concerned definitely just bringing out the authenticity of who we are as black people so Mm -hmm. um it was an experience that i will never ever forget um and he's like my big brother now so i just i love john and i'll always be like so grateful to him for giving me a shot well, speaking yeah. of culture, this show definitely is so different, Rebel. Um, it takes you, not only are you a police officer, not only are you a woman, you're a <laughs> black woman right. in uniform. And it just takes a look at how you, you're you doing this day to day, but you're also faced with these obstacles that are happening, that is also happening in today's society, such yeah. as uh, brutality and mm-hmm. corruption. But is there anything with Rebel that opened your eyes or gave you a closer look at uh, today's law enforcement? Yeah, of course. Um, I think going into Rebel, I've always had a a heart for just our community as black Mm -hmm. people and was always like really troubled by, you know, the the stories of all of these, you know, African-American men and women, you know, dying at the hands of um, law enforcement. So going into the show, I was very much like, you know, things need to change, and Mm -hmm. of course, and I I still feel that way. But uh, doing the show, I think that I got a little bit more insight on what it, how difficult it is to be a police officer. Yeah, definitely. Um, And um, just the, all the legalities and, you know, all of the things that, you know, they have to deal with. And I still think there's a major problem and there needs to be some real um, reconciliation between the community and law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, but things weren't so black and white for me after doing the show. You know what How I mean? How so? Like any examples? Well, I guess 
as far as being an African-American and being a police officer. Mm. You know what I mean? Because that can be a very tricky, you know, situation for African-American, you know, or or police officers of color, you Mm. know, because it's like they have to do their job. And then there's definitely like a fraternity type thing as far as like being a cop and like the oath that you make to protect and serve protect and serve but also to your fellow brothers and sisters in blue you know what i mean and and kind of breaking that so my hope is like that they can get to a point where it's like okay everything blue is not right Mm -hmm. you know just like everything black is not it's not right you know (laughs) it's like let's deal with truth and and honesty and you know try to overcome the fear and the just the strife that you know is in between um, law enforcement, you know, and the community or whatever. So I guess I got a little bit more compassion for <laughs> cops because I yeah. didn't have any, any efforts going starting into off. It. No. And I I know a few cops and African-American cops and, and they're very frustrated with, you know, mm-hmm. what's, what's happening uh, within law enforcement or whatever. So yeah. did you have to, or did you uh, talk with um, officers of color while preparing for this role? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Um, my husband's uncle is, uh, or was, he is a retired uh, detective. So mm. Rebel was a, a detective. So I mm-hmm. talked to him and he was just saying how, uh, like, uneventful sometimes his job, really? his job is. Yeah. <laughs> but then when there is stuff going on, it's, it's, it's popping. Yeah. Right? Um, so I, I talked to him and another friend of mine, uh, he's, he's a police officer. And so I talked to him about a lot of different things and got, you know, some really good insight. The cool thing about Rebel is like, you know, her being a cop or her being a detective, like that was her job. Um, and of course the show does revolve around that, but it also revolved a lot around her personal life. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to like, you know, be able to play a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? I Not just like, oh, I'm a cop, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, you can get, it can get stuck in that, you know, in that way a lot of times. So it was cool to, to be able to play, you know, this woman that just is a woman that happens to be, be a cop. A cop. You know? yeah. yeah. And to my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first series on a major network that you had a starring role in. Yes, it's my, it was my wow. first lead yeah, role in Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. What was that like? Because when people talk about filming series, it's like serious business. I recall even Kerry Washington reflecting on filming Scandal and how yeah. it was so many long hours you know, oh, to create that. So what was your experience like? Oh, uh, yeah, it was exhausting. It yeah. was exhausting. It was super fun. <laughs> I mean, everybody I got to work with was fantastic. You know, my other, the, co- the co-stars, and um, they were in- incredible. The directors that we had were incredible. Um, but it was exhausting. I was really? the first one there and the last one to leave pretty much every day. every day. And a lot of shows, especially when you're the title character, um, some shows, you know, you see the title character, but not in every scene mm. of the show. And yeah. for a long time until we got to like the last few episodes, it's like I was in every, every single scene. So it um, it definitely... Uh, was taxing at times, but also very rewarding. Like during when we were shooting the pilot, I think I worked eighty hours in a week. Eighty what? hours, yeah. Like I got off that set is like double the average. Yeah, yeah. I got off set. I think I shot like a really like emotional scene. It was like four thirty in the morning, and I got there that day like at one p.m. and mm-hmm. it was like four thirty in the morning, and then I had to be back at one p.m. The same day. How do you <laughs> how do you prepare 
prepare for something like lots of coffee? I don't drink coffee. No, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do not drink coffee, which is crazy. Um, just your passion. I was. I think I was so hyped, hyped yeah. about it, you know, and just having the opportunity that it was like I was like dead to the world, but like ready to be there again, <laughs> you know, at one p.m. Awesome. Uh, such an adrenaline rush, and when you're finally getting an opportunity, you know, to do something that you've been dreaming about for mm-hmm. a long time, it's like you just find the energy, you yeah. know. But I was tired I, to the point where, like, my eyelid would just be twitching. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'd try to, like, there. pull my like, pull eyelid out. Like, Wait, right, no. like, stop twitching, it. you know? <laughs> so funny. But as soon as they would say action, my eyelid would stop twitching. And, you Wait, know. <laughs> and you are a rebel. You are there. <laughs> so she is present. So That's funny. awesome. So let's talk about, for all the Disney craze fans, you were the voice <laughs> of Georgia and Princess and the I was, yeah, it was so fun. I know a lot of people probably want to see more of Georgia, too. I know. she Wasn't she, she cool? She was cool. Right? <laughs> she was amazing. She was really cool. No, it was, You're um, part of history, too. This I, is Disney's first black princess. Yeah. It was really cool. I um, Fun fact, I guess, I actually, when I started working on for the movie, it mm-hmm. wasn't the role of Georgia. Really? No, I was ac- I'm was. i actually the video reference for Princess Tiana. So I did all of her uh, body movements and facial expressions for the whole movie. Yeah. You're kidding! Yeah, that's what, that's what I was hired to do. <laughs> um, and so I would basically like lip sync to mm-hmm. all her songs and all her lines and I did all the dance like as Princess Tiana and the frog even when she was a frog like when they did the <laughs> dance stuff like I did oh my all God, that so cute and it was so cool they did it the old school way like I would dress up in the actual costume mm-hmm. and they would film it and then they would take the footage and they would draw it and then they would bring it back and I'd be like oh my that god like that's me. yeah <laughs> So at starting off, like she looked exactly like me, and then no, because when I'm time... thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> when I think about Princess Tiana, I was like, mm. as time went on, they kind of morphed, you know, her uh, to look kind of like, like Anika, me yeah. and and Anika or whatever. But uh, yeah, it was such a cool opportunity. I wanted to audition to be the voice, but they were only. Um, seeing like name talent for, yeah. the, for that and Anika is phenomenal so Definitely. so awesome um, but then uh, later on a few months later they did a video reference like audition and so my, my agent sent me out on and I'm like what is it and she's like you just lip sync to these songs and I went in there and I ended up getting the role so my theater background like really helped yeah. that so I started working on it and I made really great relationships with the director and producers and stuff like that and they were, one day they were like would you like to do a voice in the in the movie? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. They're like, Well, we have this little part. It's not the the biggest part, but you know, we really like you. And you know, if you want to do it, I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool, like looking back, watching that movie. Yeah, and even my sons I will watch say it. You have kids mm-hmm. who are like three and seven, so yeah. do they know that their mom. Yeah, they is know in it's mommy. The yeah, the they'll oh. look. They look at the princess and they're like, "That's mommy," oh. and then they hear my voice as Georgia, and they're like, "That's mommy." <laughs> so funny. That's so cute. Really cool. Now yeah. we're about to get into your well woman show, Three Black Girl Blues. But before I get into that, it seems. Like all the things that you have worked on, they all have like this one connection, and that is bringing awareness to our community. Yeah, and is that something that you pride yourself on, or make sure that you uh, take roles to do? Yeah, I mean, I I love to act, so regardless of whether you know it's a role that's super you know 
conscious Mm -hmm. or whether it's just something fun like if it's something that I connect with then you know it's something that I want to do but I do have a very strong passion like for african-american people for our plight in this country Mm -hmm. um for you know just the expression of our of our music and our culture and yeah 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 and our stories being told um so whenever i get a chance to you know play a part you know like rebel or or be in the first you know, Disney, Disney movie star. Yeah. Like it's, I feel like it's kind of like maybe a call that the Lord has on my life, you Definitely. know, to be connected, you know, to kind of pioneer t- certain things or whatever. So I feel really blessed, you know, that the things that I care about in my regular life, I'm able to then, you know, play. Yeah. 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 And I did, I, I did a play called the mountaintop as well. Um, that's about the last night that Martin Luther King was alive and it's a two person play. Um, and I did it in San Diego and then we did, and then we brought that production here to LA. It was me and my co-star, um, Larry Bates. And it was, um, directed by Roger Grimber Smith, mm-hmm. who's a very like underrated, but amazing actor that's been in like Spike Lee movies. Oh, wow. And like, if you saw him, you'd be like, Oh, oh right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's incredible, but he directed it. And, um, that, that show was just incredible. And, uh, you know, it was about Martin Luther King and I, it, I played, um, a maid in the Lorraine motel, like oh, wow. the night before he was assassinated. And I ended up being an angel and like, it was, you know, my duty to help him like cross over to the other side, you know? Wow. So that play, you know, it's just, I just keep getting opportunities to do things that matter. Yeah, and, and that makes, yeah, yeah. And to play strong women, which also is, <laughs> well, first of all, all women are strong. strong yes. Like even the ones that look weak or maybe yeah. are having a hard time, like just being a woman is at, living as a woman, yeah. you have to be strong, you know. Um, but to be able to, you know, tell those stories and play those roles are just, you know, it's a blessing. Yeah, I'm so excited for you. So excited <laughs> for this one woman show, three yeah. black girl blue. So tell me about this because <laughs> okay. it's a one woman show. And I'm like. How do you get up there and play all these people just by yourself? I know. It's so cool. Um, <laughs> I was scared out of my mind the first time really? I ever. I, this is the second one-woman show I've done. The first one wasn't my own show. It was mm-hmm. someone else's that I did. and I think I played like 25 characters in that one. It was crazy. 25? Yeah. It was like like probably six main characters and then mm-hmm. like tiny other little parts. And I was. I just remember the first night I went out on stage, I was like, so nervous like I'm like okay well the good thing is no there's no one else there Mm -hmm. like I can't mess up anybody else's line so I'm just gonna like take my time you know because it's just you yeah yeah, it's just me and I got through it and it was just the most exhilarating feeling ever that show was called Neat so after that um we me and uh my writing partner or co-collaborator Anthony Dewan Mm -hmm. we um came up with Three and I had wanted to do a one woman show for a long time, um, and he was kind of helping me, and and then we came up with three, and he wrote it, and it was just incredible. Um, I, so I play these three women um, that grew up together, and uh, now they have turned thirty, and they're having to like face a lot of their demons, you know, mm. because that happens when you turn the thirty. Dirty 30. <laughs> <laughs> when you turn thirty, it's like ah. Like you, you yeah. can't ignore like some of the things you know you went through or struggled with in your childhood mm-hmm. or in your twenties or you know all those things kind of come crashing back in and you're forced 
to be a, to have yeah. to deal with them if you want to continue to mature in your life and live the best life you can. Yeah. Now, if you don't, if you if you don't and you want to stay stuck, it's gonna be right there. It's gonna be there, and you're gonna struggle forever. But mm. you know, as a third, as a woman in her thirties, it's like I want to be free of you know a lot of the things I struggled with. So I have the opportunity to bring these three ladies to life. Um, one of the characters, so their names are are Keisha, Jill, and Stephanie. Mm. And the first character, Keisha, um, she finds out that her, you know the love of her life, her boy, long term boyfriend, has fathered a child by another woman so she's having to deal with like the heartbreak of that and um and then the second character she's a stay-at-home mom with three kids and a husband and he's working all the time and she hasn't been able to you know do any of the things that she really wants to do in her life and um and she finds out some you know terrible news kind of about him and uh she's a person that suppresses everything and mm-hmm. hides behind religion you know um to oh every god is good yeah you know, everything <laughs> is fine you know but at the same time she's like getting drunk yeah. you know <laughs> while she's saying like god is god good is great. Yeah. all the time <laughs> so um so you get we kind of get to deal with those issues and then the last character that I play her name is Stephanie and she is an executive you know in the upper echelon you know and doing great in her job and just she would be like the poster child of black girl magic like oh. Olivia Pope like just oh, on just it on sharp it. gorgeous she you was know the, yeah but what's her catch right. <laughs> <laughs> but she is probably the most messed up of them really? all like it's it's like it's crazy um you know, it's crazy to see how you think someone has it all together on the outside, but inside they are completely yeah. dying, you know, and, um, and you never know. suppressing and mm-hmm. holding things in. And, you know, so she uh, so it's cool. They are all connected. Keisha is on the, when you see Keisha in the first uh, first part, she's on the phone with Jill mm-hmm. talking to Jill and she's telling her story and talking to Jill. And then the next scene you see Jill and Jill's talking to Stephanie, Stephanie. who you mm-hmm. haven't met yet. And then the last one you see Stephanie and she's talking to her therapist or whatever. And so it's it's funny. It's it's hilarious. Actually, it's mm-hmm. funny. It's it's sad. It makes you angry. It makes you want to cry. It, you know, it makes you crack up laughing. Um, but these are three women that are like women that, you know, yeah. they're women that, you know, they're women that um, have dealt with some of the things you've mm-hmm. dealt with um, <clears throat> or, you know, someone who has. And uh, I've done the play a few times I did it in, in LA twice, but just like one night only. Mm-hmm. And then I've done it in Sacramento a few times for some weekends. I've done it in Kansas and I've done it in New York. And every time I do it, people come up yeah, to I'm me like, after women like this is me or yeah. Stephanie. Is yes. Me, or yes. Keisha, They're yeah. like, Oh my God, that second character or Oh my God, I saw. But the crazy thing is, it's not just women that come up to me and tell You're me kidding. that men come up to me and are wow. like, gosh, like I really connected with this character. One time it was like an older white man came up to me and he's like, oh, that first character, which is Keisha, Keisha, which is the hood. I mean, she is hood. Keisha is hood. And it's no, not someone didn't. that you would think he would love. He was like, I, I love Keisha. her. Right. <laughs> He's like, I love Keisha. Like, I could just relate so much to her. I'm like, really? Can you? I was, I mean, I was scared to do it at first. When I first read it, I was like, Anthony, what is this? Like, I'm not getting on the stage playing this ghetto hood rat. Like, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to perpetuate a stereotype. But what I realized is. Everybody got a little Keisha. Everybody does. And I do. Okay. Same. I felt 
I mean, I am like all three of these characters in different ways. But the cool thing is like, but isn't that cool as women? How yeah. we can all like we're, we're all the same in a sense. We're all different, but very much the same as yes. far as like the battles and stuff that we that go we have through. to face. We're not alone. Yes, we are not alone. Which is and, and I think that's one thing that the that the play kind of talks about is like, and the beauty of being flawed. Like mm. everybody is like seeking perfection so much, you know, in their lives, and that's it's like. Mean. There's no such thing. There's just no such thing. And the things, the the ways that we're flawed, like those are the things that make us beautiful. Those are the things that make us unique. Those are the ways that we connect with one another. Like no one connects to perfection. No. You don't connect to perfection. Because no one is. You know what I mean? Because yeah. no one is. So, um, so yeah, they're they're super fun. They're crazy as hell. And <laughs> and they are not redeemable characters per mm-hmm. se. Like, you know, you don't leave there like, oh, it's the Disney happy ending. Yeah. You know? You leave there thinking, like, damn. And that's what's really live. Everything is not, like, the Disney happy ending, you right. know? Right, yeah. So, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's a great play, you know. Rehearsal it's... must be a breeze, because it's just <laughs> you. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I have, I have people helping me out yeah. with my lines, making mm-hmm. sure I know my lines, you know, because with theater, you have to stick to... You know, you or you should, mm-hmm. you know, stick to the lines unless yeah. you have to improvise, That's you know? another thing I was going to ask. What's the difference between theater and doing like acting such as like rebel mm-hmm. as you can say uh well theater number one once you start that's it mm-hmm. so you don't get to say like oh i'm sorry can Cut. we run that yeah. back you know can we can we run that back it's like no you have to push through so you know? rebel shit was easier to film I yeah think, yeah it's, it's a it's easier because you can if i mess a lineup i can say okay i'm gonna stop i'm gonna, I'm gonna take that back i'm gonna start again mm-hmm. you know you get several takes you know uh, whereas when you walk on that stage, like, that's it. Lights are on. Everybody's looking at you. Mm-hmm. Like, give us a show, you know? Yeah. And you have to create a world, you know? So with the play, it's very bare bones. So I don't have a lot of props. Probably I don't have say, a lot yeah. of furniture mm-hmm. and set and all that. It's very bare bones. So I have to create this whole world, which is just, the yeah. awesome thing about it. Gift. And people are like, <laughs> I saw that. Like, I could see, see everything, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's the beauty of theater as well, you know, and with, with whereas with TV and film, you're so seeing, many things, effects, sound, you're and, seeing everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, um, just having to remember so many lines, I mean, that makes it different too. Like, I, of course I had to remember my lines, but, um, it just wasn't, weren't that many, you know, mm-hmm. like long paragraphs mm-hmm. of lines, you know, that any, you, is there any time where you got the girls mixed up? Like, Oh wait, you know <laughs> no, what? No, this no. is actually supposed to be stuff. <laughs> And no, thank it. God. <laughs> no, but there have been there has been times where I like skipped a whole paragraph, oh, like really? <laughs> you know, like I'm like going, 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 and I skip, and then I'm like, oh God, I skipped that whole paragraph, and then I have to like try to figure out like on my feet like how to get back to bringing that yeah. paragraph back in because I don't want to I don't want people to miss the story because yeah. you know I accidentally skipped ahead. Now, thank I, most of the time that happens in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. It hasn't happened you know, on, on stage. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, and the physicality of theater is something that I love too. You know, it's like, you can just, it's, it's, I just love the stage. I love, I love TV and film. Um, but the stage is like, it's just, I just love it. And the interaction between the audience and you being on stage. So even when you're like an instant, yeah, it's an instant connection. Even when you're on stage, and you're not supposed to be talking directly to the audience because there's different kinds of forms of theater. Some forms of theater, you're actually talking to the mm-hmm. audience. So, but in this play, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, the audience is the fourth wall or whatever. Um, but 
there's just something about the energy of human beings being in the same space that just gives you like an electricity, you know, um, to perform. And it's just, it's like church, like theater is like church. Like, you know, that's what it is. And it's a great experience. So if you, if there's people out there that you've never been to theater, like you should come check this out. Okay. I come see the play that, that date that's from an old flyer, but the dates are August 10th through the 12th. Yeah. 12th. Yeah, August tenth through the twelfth at the Pico uh, Playhouse. Pico Playhouse. Yeah, but yeah, come come check it out. You yeah. will not regret I'm gonna it. I'm gonna go. Like, yes, I'm please coming. come. I'm coming. You will not regret it. I I'm not even saying that just because it's me, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. really good. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, I'm like really good. Like I'm three. Right, right. And the writing is. Spectacular, yeah. Oh, it's so good. My fr- my good friend Anthony, he's a phenomenal writer. So it's really good. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. So yes, guys, check it out. Three <laughs> Black Girl Blues, August 10th through the 12th. Yes. August 10th through the 12th. Go see at it. The Get your tickets. You know you ain't doing anything. Right. You have all this free time. You can go see this. And play. the website to get your tickets is um www.theblackgirlblues.com. The Black so Girl Blues are gonna get you tickets, guys. Yes. Danielle, do you mind being my co-host as we dive I don't. into I'm these hot topics? Yes, let's do okay, it. Okay, guys, guys, you guys know life size is coming back. Life yes. size two. But we're doing it without Lindsay Lohan, unfortunately. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> it kind of it, it messes it up for me. I need Lindsay. We just need to like get Lindsay some help, right. maybe get her. I know to it's set. so sad. I, know. I really want her back. Like Lindsay Lohan was like her and Tyra, their dynamic. Yeah. Like it was really dope. Yeah. Cheating me a little bit. I know, just a but bit. I mean, I'm sure whatever they've done, you know, it's gonna be good. Time, At least a good. cameo. Shouldn't even have to be in it for like. I know that would be awesome. Yeah, just like a little brief, like, hey, and then I'll be, <laughs> I'll be, my heart will be full. I'm like, okay, you know what? This that is, is it. So funny. But I'm excited for this. Tyra Banks really doesn't do any wrong. I and I love just Tyra. Talk, I love Tyra. Me too. I always have. I've always loved her. She's she's pretty dope and down to earth. <laughs> Very. Yeah. And we were just talking off air about how uh, The Incredibles, 14 years later, now they're having a second part. And Life Size 2, it took, I don't even know how many years it's been. Can you see how many years it's been know. since Life no Size came out? It was a while ago. It was though. a while. I remember because of that movie, I had wanted to get a tattoo on my foot. <laughs> like, you know, she had that barcode. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was young and I was like, I, when I get I older, want a barcode. I want there a barcode. There are people out there out that there have that. that. I know there are. I know there are. <laughs> I know there are. Because she had it. That's how you knew it was Eve. I was like, that's how you know. It's the barcode. I was like, I'm going to get a barcode. I'm going to get my birth date on there. 2000. 2000. Dang. 18, 18 years. years. That's longer than the Incredibles. That's crazy. That is that crazy. That is crazy. And she's still going to look the same. Yeah. Ty- I just, I love Tyra. She's, she's dope. Aging like wine. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see this movie. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go check it out. You get the uh, take your kids. Have your se- kids seen the first one? No, they haven't. I guess maybe we'll do that first so that they yeah, or at least the seven year old. I feel like the three year old's gonna be like, like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Turn up to Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna be like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the first one first, and then yeah, you have to see the second one and see yeah. how good it's gonna be. He's <laughs> coming back, y'all. She is coming back. I love it. And now we're gonna dive into next or not. I don't know if you've seen this okay. new craze. It's all about the blue hair. All about the blue. Oh. Celebrities are rocking the blue hair. We got Kim Kardashian, we got Monica Brown, and we mm. have Malaysia Pargo, Basketball Wives. 
Um, I don't know how I feel about this. You know, I kind of like it on certain people. I yeah. don't know if I personally could wear no. blue hair. No, I would never. I would never. No? I'm like and I'm so. I'm gonna ask you because you are so. I love my hair. With your hair. Yeah, you I love my braids, hair. I do natural. different stuff, but I am not a color like I. I do kind of want to. Sometimes I want to like, especially with my afro. I wish that I had like little tips of like ombre or Ooh, something. That'd be cute. Yeah, on the tips. But then with acting, like you have to. I don't want to do anything that's going to keep me away from boxed doing, in yeah. or like they can't see me as a character because I have like these crazy like Ombre highlights tits, or yeah. whatever. But I, I love it on certain people. You know what I mean? I yeah. love it on certain people. And like you said, on certain people, I'm like, okay, that's dope. You know? Yeah. I, I like the, I've been seeing like people with like this grayish, like purple. Oh, the, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That is dope. That's hot. That is super I hot. I know. I love it. My friend is supposed to take me to a wig shop. So we're going to go wig shopping because I want to make, to wear a wig. But the thing is, is like you, everybody knows you got to keep the wig secure. Right. Because if not, <laughs> You know, imagine because that has happened to me once. When I was young, really? my grandma had a fake ponytail. And I was like, probably like right. 10. And I was like, I'm about to put this fake ponytail in my hair. Right. So I put it in. I remember I was at this uh, Mexican food place. Mm-hmm. And I was just swinging that ponytail. Did it come off? <laughs> I was swinging it so, like, mm, 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 that mm. Is, um... And that, that one, that one, mm. And that ponytail was on the floor. Wait, wait, I was okay. mortified. I have a story for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never lost a ponytail, but I was doing In the Heights, uh, the musical or whatever. Yeah. And I had clip-ins in my hair, like, you know, long yeah. clip-ins in my hair. And we're doing like this salsa scene or whatever, dance or whatever. <laughs> wow. <And, laughs> my dance partner mm-hmm. got his hand, like his hand... Like he put his hand on my head or something, and it got caught on his finger, and he drug like drug out one of my clips on st- <laughs> on stage in front of people. <laughs> yes, no, in the middle of the show, and somebody like, oh no, I did, I did like this spin. The salsa is so awesome, like all these yeah. like spin things. But I do this spin, and when I spin, I, I like, like I like picked it up and like. Tucked, tucked it, it in. We Clutch. were dying that for the rest so of the show. Funny. He ripped my you track out. You pulled the Beyonce. Bro. That's what Beyonce would do. Okay. You yeah. gotta keep it moving. Yeah, Beyonce would come out. She still she the steps. Girl, did you see when she fell down the stairs? Oh, time? yeah. And she was still Flipped like. Flipped down the stairs and then got up and was like. <laughs> yeah, still with the head. <laughs> Me? I'm a, no, 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 no. Stop, Van. Stop right. it. <laughs> We're going to take this from the top. We're going to uh, take it from the top. Nope. Beyonce does not. They don't. She don't stop for nothing. Or did no. you see the time when her, Kelly, and Michelle were walking and Michelle fell? And Michelle fell, fell and at Wilson Park and they were like, mm? They stepped right over her. They looked at like, it for a quick second. Girl. And was like, girl, you got to come back. With it. Stay uh. with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the type of bounce back everybody needs I love to it. have in life. I love it. Think Beyonce. When you think. Right. Think, yeah. You can't keep it pushing. Got to keep it going. Shoot, Even Beyonce. That is hysterical. But yes, Danielle, it. thank you so much for vibing <laughs> out with me today. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. Yes, guys, three Black Girl Blues. Yes, you yes, have to see this tenth through the twelfth. Yep, August tenth through the twelfth at Pico the Pico Play- Playhouse. Pico Playhouse. Yep. Pico Playhouse. 
I'm getting my tickets today. <laughs> Yay. And if you're not getting your tickets, <laughs> I don't know what to tell y'all. You know what? If you need, if you like watch this episode and you're like, you know what? I do want to go get tickets. Go to link in my bio so you can go get your tickets. Yes, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Guys, this has been BHL's Next. I'm your host, Raylan T. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Raylan Taren. Danielle, please let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Oh, you can follow me on um, Instagram at Danielle Monet Truitt. Monet is M O N E. And I just did the um, In My Feelings Challenge. She today. did just do, she did come in here and say, you know, I just did the Kiki. I did it. Do you love Kiki. me? Ah! You got to check it out. Go check it out. Like it, <laughs> comment. Yes, like yes. it, comment. Yeah, it, yeah. So anyway, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, same thing, and I'm on Facebook, same thing. Daniel Monet Truitt. Awesome. Well, guys, I will see you next Sunday. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye, y'all. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in.